Hey folks, Hyrulean here, and welcome back to another episode of The Switched Podcast. Today we are here both in our normal podcast form as well as live on YouTube with The Switched Podcast Deluxe, and we are going to be talking about the excellent Resident Evil 4 remake that has just released in the last couple months. I finished it up over the weekend and I'm here today to share all of my thoughts with you and kind of just let you guys know what I thought about it. Overall, it was very interesting and, you know, it might be topping the list for my favorite Resident Evil game. So naturally, I thought it would be good to talk about it here on the podcast. But without further ado, folks, let's get into a little discussion about the story and kind of give you an idea of what Resident Evil 4 is all about. Alright, so let's begin with a discussion of the story of Resident Evil 4, both the original game and this remake. Um, basically, you play as Leon Kennedy, a former police officer who, after surviving the zombie outbreak in Raccoon City, is turned into an FBI agent by force, basically. They tell him, you've seen too much, we become an FBI agent, or you're dead, basically. So he has no choice. He joins the FBI, and his first solo mission is to go all the way to Spain into this, like, weird, um, you know, middle-of-nowhere village and locate and save and rescue the, um, the president's daughter who's been kidnapped by some strange cult. And essentially, you arrive, and nothing goes according to plan, and of course, all hell breaks loose. So, it wouldn't be a Resident Evil game if all hell didn't break loose right away. Um, but essentially, you are tasked with exploring the village and trying to find the president's daughter. That's sort of the spoiler-free uh, story synopsis here, so there's an idea on that. And how does it actually feel to play Resident Evil 4, specifically the remake? So essentially, it is a third-person action shooter, and you'll be sort of controlling Leon as he navigates through these strange paths and winding mountain areas um, in the middle of rural Spain. There's different segments where you're exploring outdoors and where you're exploring indoors. And the outdoor segments are more focused on um, kind of exploring and finding secrets in a big open area, as well as collecting loot and things like that. Um, whereas the indoor areas are more focused on combat trials and are a little bit more straightforward and to the point. There are still very much secrets around every corner, um, but that being said, outdoor secrets are significantly harder to find than indoor secrets. And eventually you'll be commanding companion characters and making them boost you up to ledges, kind of like, you know, every Sony game that's ever existed. Um, but in addition to that, you will also be, you know, shooting dudes. 
I was curious to see how action-y this was going to be because they said they were going to introduce a lot more horror elements into Resident Evil 4 Remake, and they definitely did, but that being said, it is still very much a action game, an action game, I should say, and you'll be mostly just shooting the shit out of some monstrosities that should have never been allowed to live on planet earth you know you'll be running into like anywhere from just regular people all the way up to like massive like giant demon monster guys with a bunch of armor and stuff like that there's a huge variety of enemies in the game but most of the enemies are just the villagers and their various different mutated forms And essentially, you know, it's your standard Resident Evil affair. You'll be finding, like, statue heads and medallions and that kind of thing. And doing some light puzzle solving as well. Because, you know, it wouldn't be a Resident Evil game without puzzle solving. So, gotta get that puzzle solving in there. Um, And if you haven't played a Resident Evil game before, they all run on this engine called the RE Engine. At least the newer ones do. And I have spoken in the past about how I love the RE Engine, and I still stand by that. The RE Engine is amazing, and I love the way that the games in the RE Engine look, and I love the inventory management in the RE Engine. And of course, you know, they brought back the... uh, classic suitcase for this game i know not all of the newer re engine games have had it but they did bring back the proper suitcase item management um, from resident evil 4 but it is a little more forgiving and there is an auto sort button for people who don't feel like fucking with it but i still really love resident evil 4's um engine as far as the inventory management goes it's really fun to kind of click and drag items around and uh, combine things by dropping things on top of other items and that kind of thing it's fun to get to sort the inventory how you want um and the weapon variety in resident evil 4 and the remake of course is very excellent there are simple handguns there's um different types of shotguns machine guns and a slew of different rifles that all sort of have their own perks benefits drawbacks that kind of thing and it's really interesting i was actually looking up a list of the quote-unquote best weapons in resident evil 4 and there doesn't really seem to be a super definitive list like there's certain guns that everybody agrees are the best but there's not really like one specific best gun usually each category has a couple weapons that people are like okay these weapons are you know the best in this category and it's kind of up to your personal preference which one you prefer a good example is the uh the pistol the final pistols you can get there's one that's like super powerful and then another one that's super quick So it basically comes down to personal preference. If you'd rather be shooting dudes quickly with your pistol or powerfully. And for my playthrough, I did go with the powerful pistol. I know a lot of people would not do that, but 
Personally, I just like the plentiful ammo of the pistol, so I went ahead and um, got the most powerful one I could get because I just wanted to be able to blast as many dudes as possible um, with a bunch of pistol shots. So I highly recommend it. I know a lot of people prefer the the quick pistol, which I don't blame you for that. It's a good pistol. Um, but personally, I did go for the more powerful pistol. And in addition to that, there's like the rifle, there's a quick rifle, or there's the powerful rifle. And for the shotgun, it's a little bit more of an interesting story because the quick shotgun is actually also more powerful, but it is less accurate. So there's benefits and drawbacks to every gun in the game. And you can like tune them up with a bunch of different things. And there's even exclusive upgrades, which are really cool, which essentially either unlock with a ticket, um, which just lets you unlock it instantly, or you can buy all of the upgrades for a gun and then it will unlock. And the exclusive upgrades essentially allow you to push the weapon behind or beyond rather its maximum quality available. Basically, you can make the powerful pistol even more powerful. You can make the quick pistol, even more quick, stuff like that, you know. Basically, that's where you get into having the best guns in the game, is when you either max them out or you buy that exclusive upgrade. Um, and usually it's a huge boost to the weapon's abilities in some way, shape, or form. The weapon system in general is very interesting. And in your first playthrough, you actually can't get every single weapon, um, because there are weapons that are exclusive to New Game Plus, or you need to complete challenges outside of the main objectives in order to unlock those weapons. And likewise, um, Resident Evil 4 Remake also introduces, um, introduces some side quests into the game, and these side quests are essentially like um, little mini-objectives that are scattered throughout the maps that allow you to earn some extra currency to spend on some of these special unlocks for weapons or uh, more treasure or treasure maps or that kind of thing. So these quests I found to be fairly non-intrusive. There's only a couple types of them, but they're fun enough. Like you need to kill a bunch of rats or you need to shoot a bunch of blue medallions, stuff like that. And you basically for completing these, you get you know, these things that are like these little gems and they let you unlock stuff in a separate section of the shop from the main items. So that's sort of how that system works. Um, overall, I found it very rewarding and much better than a lot of the similar types of setups they had in other Resident Evil games that I've played. So another thing about the weapons that I had not mentioned before is the attachment system. Essentially, throughout the game, you run into these different things you can purchase or unlock in that uh, shop I was talking about before, which are attachments. There's, like, stocks for your weapons, and there's scopes. And essentially, there's not a huge variety of attachments or anything, but each one kind of improves your weapon in a pretty noticeable way. The only weapon that doesn't vastly improve with any attachments are the TMP. And the TMP, you can get a stock for it, but really it just makes it so it doesn't have as much spread. But that's kind of what you want with the TMP. So 
I bought the TMP stock, but I ended up trading it back in because it didn't turn out to be very useful to me personally versus the inventory space cost that it had associated with it. So, um, But later on in the game, there is an item that is an attachment, and it's very important to the story, and essentially you have to use it to kill a very powerful enemy. I won't say anything else in case anybody hasn't played the game. Um, and I really love that part of the game, and I loved that attachment as well. I actually put off buying another attachment because I knew that one was coming because I had played the original, and I'm glad I just waited because it's sick, but that comes in the last third of the game or so, so don't worry about that too much, but... Other than that, some things that the villagers can do now that's interesting is in the original game, they could throw dynamite, they could throw torches, they could throw axes, um, and I'm pretty sure they couldn't do this. Now they can place down bear traps. So before there were just some bear traps in predetermined locations, and now the villagers can actually set bear traps, <laughs> which is super annoying. And honestly... If you want a TLDR for Resident Evil 4 Remake, it's basically Bear Trap Simulator. You know, you get stuck in bear traps constantly. So <laughs> it was a nightmare. And they're really hard to see because the games are any like really dark and like monotone in terms of color. And the bear traps blend right in. And there was a part near the beginning of the game where I heard a chainsaw in the distance. And I was like, oh shit. A chainsaw so I like carefully snuck around these bear traps because for some reason I wasn't disarming them because why would I and I went right around this corner and boom the chainsaw guy was right there and I was trying to go stealthy um, but he saw me and so the gun I had out at the time was the sniper rifle and so I aimed it and I missed my shot and that was the last bullet I had loaded and he was right on me, so I had to turn around and run. And I, of course, ran back and got stuck in a bear trap, and then he killed me. And I was like, shit, these fucking bear traps, I swear. So that was pretty annoying. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it was a fun little moment, and I'm kind of glad it happened because it was entertaining, to say the least. But that brings me to another point, stealth. Stealth has been introduced in the Resident Evil 4 remake, and it's kind of divisive for fans of the original game. Some people love it, some people hate it. Personally, I love games with stealth. I'm a big stealth game guy, and I found stealth to be pretty unobtrusive in this game. Overall, I think it adds more than it takes away. Um, basically, if you have a knife and it has durability, you're just able to sneak up behind somebody, and if they don't see you, you can stealth kill them. But it doesn't work for every enemy, because there are some enemies that are multi-stage, if you will. Like a villager will be killed, and then they'll mutate into a stronger form. And when they do, that's when you essentially can't super easily stealth kill them. Because if you stealth kill them, then they'll fall to the ground, and then they'll mutate, and then they'll come back up, and they'll start fighting you, and they'll alert everybody else. So it's kind of like a, a give-and-take stealth system. Um, and once I unlocked the fast sniper rifle, I found it a lot more effective for me to just, like, blow all these dudes' heads off and then, you know, 
there wasn't even enough dudes left to really pose a challenge against me. So I would be hidden and I would snipe a bunch of guys. And then the guys that were left would rush me, but there wouldn't be enough to really make a huge problem for me. So that's kind of how I handled it. I know a lot of people are just outright refusing to use the stealth in the new game, which I totally understand as well. You know, it's kind of a weird thing to add stealth to the game that didn't have stealth before, but you know, it's good enough. It added to the suspense in a lot of parts as well, where they ramped up the scariness, because if you were stealthing, then that meant, you know, you had a lot more to worry uh, you have a lot more time to like go slow and kind of experience the spooks a little more than if you were going through guns blazing like you only could in the original game. So there's that as well. Um, and I should mention as well, this game, of course, does continue the tradition of uh, Resident Evil having boss fights. And this one has a decent amount. But that being said, they cut out I believe two different boss fights that were in the original game and they were kind of weirdly placed boss fights and I didn't find them to be too much of, you know, an enjoyment to do. They were just kind of there and I was kind of like, well, this is kind of a random part to have a boss fight at and they just cut those two boss fights out and I know some fans were missing those two boss fights, but personally I thought removing them sort of cleaned up the pacing a little bit but that being said they removed the scariest boss fight from the original game where you're being chased by this like weird mutant guy inside of like a bunch of shipping containers and that boss fight in the original game was honestly horrifying and they cut it out of the remake so I was kind of like oh well it was kind of random but I liked that one so it was a bit of a bummer, but I had to admit that the pacing was improved by removing it. So overall, I think it was a good choice, but you know, who's really to say, but um, other than that, I don't think there's a lot else to talk about when it comes to gameplay. Let me think about it for one second. I guess there is also the treasure system in the game, and essentially the treasure system is this whole thing where you have a treasure menu and you can find like treasure that you just want to immediately sell to get money, which is basically labeled for selling only. And then there's other treasure where you can find gemstones around the world and inlay those gemstones in order to make the treasure more valuable. And I really love this system because basically there's a chart of um, how you can make your treasure more valuable with gemstones. So for example, like you could do two different colors and that would give you like a 1.1 times boost to the cost of the item or the value of the item. Or you could do two of the same, which is like 1.2 and so on and so forth. And different treasure items have different slots and different, um, how do I put this? Um, and different amounts of value associated with them as well so for example you can find a crown this is a bit of a spoiler you can find a crown and you can fit every type of gemstone into it and it's the most valuable treasure item in the game but not only do you have to find the crown you also have to find all the different gems and inlay them so it basically becomes this 
this balancing act between like, do I want to sell it now for slightly less to have the money now to upgrade my shit now, or do I want to wait and then sell it for a bit more later on? And most of the time, especially in the remake, it's good to just go ahead and wait until you can get the max value out of an item. Because eventually, if you're keeping your eye out, you'll find plentiful amount of gems. And a lot of the time, the gems are like in these hanging lantern-looking things. And unless you buy the treasure map, you have to listen for the sound of the lantern swinging and creaking in the wind. So I highly recommend investing in the treasure maps. Also new to this game um, is the boating segments. The boating segments have been expanded in the sense that rather than it just being a quick travel thing, you can actually drive around on the boat. At least in the VR version, I know you could. And I can't remember if you could just travel around on the boat in the original game or not because um, they made a huge deal out of basically making it so you could explore the lake and the surrounding area on the boat and find like secret um, offshoots where there were treasures and stuff like that. So um, the boating area was actually pretty fun and I liked how like open world exploration-y it was. Um, it was a nice little change of pace, especially considering the fact that it came right before the castle um, when you were basically still allowed to explore somewhat but it was a lot more like locked in there's four hallways go explore the four hallways that kind of thing so good stuff there overall so i almost forgot shit um resident evil 4 the original 2004 release had a much enjoyed by fans shooting range segment where you got to go down an elevator and the shopkeeper set up a shooting range for you and in the remake, they have brought it back. It is a bit different, and it's pirate-themed now, which I found to be pretty enjoyable. Um, but that being said, the rewards were also interesting. Essentially, you collect these tokens for completing a series of challenges um, in the shooting range, and you're able to cash the tokens in for keychains for your suitcase inventory and you attach the keychains to your inventory and they provide various different effects um, to your gameplay, whether it be allowing you to find certain items more easily in crates or, you know, making it so it's more likely for you to craft more of a certain item when you're crafting, that kind of thing. Um, overall, it's pretty enjoyable i enjoyed the shooting range a little more on the vr version only because i think shooting ranges kind of are more fun naturally in vr but that being said it's a very solid addition i love the music i love the style and the vibe of the area of the shooting range and it adds that little bit of extra value and extra content to an already pretty content packed resident evil game this is seriously one of the more content-packed Resident Evil games. And I think the new games, like 7 and 8, could learn something from how much content they shoved into Resident Evil 4, both the original and this remake. Alright, so next let's talk about the graphics here. So Resident Evil 4 Remake naturally has an overhaul of the graphics and when I played the demo, I was blown away. I thought the game looked really, really, really good. 
but I'm here to admit that after the opening hours, I found the graphic overhauls to not be as insane as I was kind of hoping. It had its areas where it looked super stellar and really, really good. And it had other areas where it was kind of just, you know, similar to the original game in terms of style, but it wasn't up to super modern standards in terms of graphics. Overall, it was a very good looking game and it definitely looked modern, but running on high without ray tracing on my PC, I found it to look more like a PS4, Xbox One era game rather than, you know, a current gen beast of a game in terms of graphics. And I just kind of wanted more, like, lighting. The lighting wasn't very dramatic. It was kind of more subtle. I wanted, like, big moon shafts, you know, going through the leaves and stuff like that. And I didn't really get that. It was just kind of more subtly lit. And um, the textures weren't super high resolution in certain areas. And that could have just been my PC. But I think it was kind of everywhere. Um, And I don't really like how they redid Leon's model, personally. I found Ashley's model to be significantly better than her original one, but I don't really think they captured Leon's aesthetic very well in the new graphics. But, you know, overall, I guess that kind of comes up to preference more than anything. So it's interesting at the very least and i bet the game looks even more stellar with ray tracing maybe that lighting that i was looking for only really comes across in the ray tracing version but basically if you do a comparison side by side especially to the castle parts of the original game it does not look that much different and i think that even the fan remaster of resident evil 4 that you can download right now will probably have better textures than this new game has they just weren't really that great the textures were the main thing and leon's weird chad face was the other thing and the lighting just kind of didn't pop off as much as i wanted it to if that makes any sense i know graphics are kind of a weird thing to nitpick about but you know I'm doing a review here, so I'm going to nitpick about the graphics all I want. So there's that. So I already mentioned how there were a couple boss fights that were not included in this remake. In addition to that, there is also a bit of content that was also included in the original game that they've cut for now. And that includes some content for the Mercenaries mode, which we'll talk about, and some DLC campaigns, which will probably be coming in the future as DLC. A lot of people, myself included, have mixed feelings about um, remakes sort of removing content that was included with the original game to later sell as DLC. But I know that at least the base Resident Evil 4 remake experience was good enough to justify my $60 purchase to myself. I always talk about on the podcast how a game's value is derived from whether or not you personally feel it's worth it. And it shouldn't be explicitly from the hours you played. Um, And I still stand by that. If you think that you know, the quality of the game is worth it. It shouldn't matter if it's not 
a hundred freaking thousand hours long because it took me about 20 hours or so to complete the campaign one time through. So that should give you a decent idea of how long the game is because I play games really slowly. So even that's like, you know, 20 hours is probably pretty generous. I bet you you could probably finish it in like 12 to 15 if you play games faster than I do. And most people do, so there's that. But when I reviewed Resident Evil Village, I actually, it only took me like eight hours to finish that game, which in hindsight, compared to this game, is a lot less time. And I definitely think that I would consider Resident Evil 4 Remake to be a much better value than Resident Evil 8. But that being said, did I enjoy one game more than the other? Not necessarily. Resident Evil 8, in many ways, is sort of like a, a retelling of Resident Evil 4, because if you think about it, they both take place in, like, these random villages in the countryside of Europe slash Spain. There's a castle with, like, a weird mutated lord, you know. You're saving somebody. You know, they're very similar plot point games, but overall the gameplay is kind of different. And I think that, you know, if you prefer first-person Resident Evil games, you're going to prefer 8. If you prefer third-person Resident Evil games, you're going to prefer 4. 8 was definitely scarier than 4. And 4 was definitely a lot more entertaining than 8. So it's kind of, you know, give and take kind of thing. You know, a lot of people don't really have any super preference either way but I enjoyed both of them and I still recommend both of them but I think Resident Evil 4 Remake is actually quite a bit of a better value proposition overall compared to Resident Evil 8 so 4 is the better value and it took me a lot longer to finish it than 8 in my opinion but that's just kind of how I feel about it um, but let's talk about Mercenaries mode really quickly as well, too, because I didn't before. I've never really gotten into Mercenaries mode in the Resident Evil games, but this is the first time that I've actually sat down and played a lot of Mercenaries mode, and I really, really enjoy it. I have not tried it in 8 because it's DLC, but in 4, basically it's four different maps, or three different maps, sorry. And you can play as four different characters. There's Leon, Wesker, um, Lewis, and Hunk. And you can play as those four. And basically, you play on these three different maps. You're trying to kill as many enemies as you can. In the time limit, each enemy you kill can contribute to give you extra time. That kind of thing. Each of the characters have their own unique loadout and such. Um, it's very much a situation where you kind of are almost playing a more arcadey experience version of Resident Evil, but I really, really enjoyed it in this new game. The uh, the feel of the shooting and gameplay in this game is great. The guns feel excellent and chunky, just like every other Resident Evil game. Uh, but the time to kill is quite a bit longer in Resident Evil 4 compared to the other ones, so you have to be very precise with your shots. And if you're lucky, you can get a couple headshots and shoot them twice and they'll die. Otherwise, you're going to be shooting them a ton of times before they go down. 
especially depending on your weapons. And that's true for the main game as well. Um, the original Resident Evil 4, its mercenary mode actually had two more characters, and that was uh, that was uh, Ada and... Fuck. What was his name? The other guy. Maybe I'm thinking... Maybe I'm mixing up Wesker with the other guy, but there's the knife guy, and then there's, like, the suit guy. <laughs> and the original game also had the suit guy and Ada as playable characters for the mercenaries mode, but those two characters were cut... And they're probably going to return in DLC, which was a bit of a bummer. I would have preferred Mercenaries mode to be whole at least, um, and not outside of DLC, you know, locked behind DLC, but that's fine. And then there's the DLC story starring Ada called Separate Ways, and apparently it's been data mined already that that will be DLC. So, you know, I'm not the hugest fan of DLC, but still, even without all the DLC... For $60, Resident Evil 4 Remake, in my opinion, is very much worth it. And I also wanted to touch upon how Resident Evil 4's remake compares to Resident Evil 2's remake. I personally skipped Resident Evil 3 Remake. I'll probably go back and play it at some point, but it got such bad reviews I didn't even want to bother. Um, but Resident Evil 2's remake I did play all the way through, and overall I thought it was very, like stressful and scary and there were a lot of jump scares and there are a lot of moments of super high tension resident evil 4 is quite the opposite it's a lot more action-packed a lot less stressful and once you kind of get over like how scary the enemies are which it doesn't take very long you're just kind of blasting through and going through the motions but it's very 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 fun and I think it goes without saying that Resident Evil 4 Remake is significantly more fun than Resident Evil 2 Remake. Um, but I think that the atmosphere and spook factor is quite a bit higher in Resident Evil 2's Remake. So, And I can't quite speak for how faithful Resident Evil 2's Remake is to the source material because I never played the original, but... Um, Resident Evil 4 Remake does manage to capture the vibe of Resident Evil 4 quite a bit. And overall, I think it's a very good remake of the original game. So one of the big questions left behind by Resident Evil fans following the release of the Resident Evil 4 remake is will they remake Resident Evil 5? I personally think that they will because it seems like they like money and I know that it would get them money especially if they could clean up Resident Evil 5 and make it more of the game that people wanted from the start. I think they should definitely stray away from the original Resident Evil 5 quite a bit and to be fair, I've only played a chunk of Resident Evil 5, but what I did play, it felt more like a third-person Call of Duty with zombies rather than a Resident Evil game. And what I want is I want them to make it more different. I think they should just completely remake it rather than try and keep it close to the original like they did for Resident Evil 4. I think that the story is there, and they just need to flesh it out a little bit, but I think, honestly, 
with a little bit of a rework of the story and a total rework of the gameplay, they could bring Resident Evil 5 back around and make it as good as, you know, the Resident Evil 4 remake was for the reputation and stuff like that of the original game. So, um, Resident Evil 5 overall don't have a ton of experience with it, but I know a lot of people aren't a huge fan of it, so it's safe to say that it's probably a good idea just to start over from scratch with that game more than properly just remake it. But uh, what else do I want to say about Resident Evil 5? It's just, you know, it's very controversial. I don't think it's as bad as people make it out to be. It still looks pretty good. It holds up pretty well graphically, but they could definitely make the graphics better. Um, but honestly, it would just be nice to see another co-op Resident Evil game because, you know, none of the ones I've played are co-op, so it'd be cool to see somebody properly make a fleshed-out Resident Evil co-op game because I know Resident Evil 5 was disappointing, so this is their chance to bring it back around and make it actually, like, scary and um, still have that co-op feature but in a better game overall. So overall, there's some of my thoughts about Resident Evil 4 Remake. I do very much think that the game is worth my $60, and I enjoyed it quite a bit. It's definitely a game that's more about being fun than it is about being intriguing from a story standpoint. With that being said, they definitely polished up the story in quite a big way and made it more coherent and concise, um, but... I really, really think this is a fun game first and foremost. There were so many fun moments and so many like epic moments as well. The gunplay just feels so good and it feels great to kind of explore and control Leon as a character. They did a really, really good job with it. There's also a portion that I won't spoil too much where you don't have any weapons because you're playing as someone else. Wink, wink. Um... And that part was even more fun in the remake than the original as well. I found it to be pretty boring in the original, um, but in the remake it was far more substantial and interesting. And that part was really, really cool. Um, in terms of the graphics, the graphics didn't blow me away, but they were serviceable and they were significantly better in most ways compared to the original game. Um, but that being said... The refinement of the gameplay was kind of the highlight here. They took a game from 2004 and at least brought it into the 2020s, if that makes any sense. You know, they took this nearly 20-year-old game and made it feel more like a modern game. And while it didn't necessarily look as good as most modern games, it definitely played as good as most modern games. Um, I do think it is worth the money. I do think it is a great value. I would have loved to see more content added to Mercenary Mode. Uh, Mercenaries Mode on the VR version of Resident Evil 4 was a lot better, in my opinion, and a lot more enjoyable. Um, but it is still a very solid addition, and I hope they flesh it out um, in DLC and stuff like that. Um, but what else do I have to say? Is there anything else I need to mention? Um, I don't really think so. 
Overall, that's my thoughts on Resident Evil 4 Remake. I know this is a bit of a shorter podcast, but it's a Resident Evil game, so it's a bit shorter anyway, but I really enjoyed this one. It was a great first game completion of the year for me, and I do not regret it one bit. I'm glad I managed to get it squared away, though, before Tears of the Kingdom, because I would have dropped it like a sack of potatoes for that game, (laughs) but that's kind of rude to say, I guess, because of course I would. Um, But overall, I highly recommend you check out the Resident Evil 4 remake. It's pretty damn good. And it's probably my favorite Resident Evil game now. It's hard to put that title on it for certain. um, But it's definitely either Resident Evil 7 or Resident Evil 4 remake. I think 8's lagging a bit behind and then 2 is in the distant 4th place for me. But that being said, it's still a great game. Um, But yeah, there's sort of my little conclusion for you. Either way, folks, I've been a Hyrulean again. This podcast is now streamed as I'm recording it to YouTube at youtube.com forward slash Hyrulean. Check out the Switched Podcast Deluxe. I've been talking to some people in chat in between takes here and adding a little bit more context to certain scenes as well and discussing um, some of my thoughts in a little bit more length, too, on the live version of the podcast, Switched Podcast Deluxe at youtube.com forward slash Hyrulean. We're about to switch gears here, and in the same live stream, we're going to talk about the Mario movie, which will be a bonus points here on the podcast channel. Um, But either way, folks, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Switched Podcast, and I'll catch you in the next one. Bye-bye.